The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Level 3. Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. This is Sports Rage. Right, we got a couple more minutes with Tony Finn uh, here. So, um, Tony, let's get to uh, Miami and North Carolina. North Carolina uh, Tar Heels laying four and a half points. Yeah. Do you trust the Heels I, at home in this spot? And an almost, a, I don't know, a must win, but we're getting there for this team. I mean, they lost three of their last four games. We keep waiting for them to turn the corner, but they haven't done it. They are coming off a 20-point win against Clemson, though. Yes, they are. And I, I said last week, I, I I backed Clemson plus the nine last week, and I said if, if Clemson covers, Clemson is one of those fringe fence teams that, that started really hot. In fact, you know they were uh, they were the number one seed in the in, in that in the ACC what two or three weeks ago. Now they've dropped to where they are and not good. Uh, is North Carolina that good? Twenty points better than Clemson? Is Clemson? Did they start a fight? Et cetera, et cetera. I backed Miami big against Duke. It was one of my big plays uh, oh, ten days ago. I like Miami, but you said the secret the the secret the probational word in that is they haven't been very good as a road team. But that's a deciding factor, I think, for me. I didn't play on the game. I'm not going to, Gabe. But if Miami beats North Carolina in, you know, in, at UNC, then, then Miami's for real. Uh, we'll see. And I think if North Carolina's one of those teams, you're supposed to like them, right? You're supposed to. Um, they're, they're, they're getting better. At this better. time of the year. That's yeah, right. when they start yeah. to turn the corner. But they haven't. Right. But we'll see what they do no, coming off this win. I do yep. think they win this game, though. I do think they win. Four, four, that's a fair number to lay, too. I think if you like North Carolina here, four is absolutely fair, and you should jump on it probably. What do you think of um, a Baylor laying six and a half to the Mountaineers? Well, I, I, listen, I like this Mountaineers team, and I like them. I think this. I think that you're probably getting two points more than you probably should be getting in this game, and mostly it, it comes down to Mountaineers losing by 34 to Texas, but this is a good Texas team. So in this in this situation, Gabe, I'm I would be taking the points and I'll be there. Yeah, I normally like taking teams off of a blowout actually, Tony, right? You know, they're humiliated. Yeah. You'll normally especially in the first yeah. half actually. Take a look at the first half. Teams can, you know, they're usually going to have a chip on their shoulder. That's a good NBA angle uh, that hits. So speaking of which, have you taken a look at the NBA yet overnight or you've concentrated on college still? No, I've taken a look at it and there's some, t- listen, there's 
good schedule, a very good schedule tomorrow night. And I, the first thing I'm going to do is uh, I'll tell you right now, the 531, 532 is Brooklyn at New York. I like the, I like this game over the 223, 223 and a half. That's the number you can get. I'm, I've been burying Cleveland. I am on Cleveland. If you saw what they're doing offensively, uh, this is a team that's defense heavy. And if you look at the last game, for instance, on the second of a back-to-back, they really outplayed. I mean, they played really, really hard against Chicago, buried them in the fourth quarter, and win by double digits, or at least close to And I had, I had an alternate line on that one and covered it nicely. We made some money. But those are two games I really like. Cleveland's playing a big number, 14, 15 points to San Antonio. Uh, but San Antonio's this is the team. This is the team. I didn't think they were going to do it this year, but I think this is the team that is – going for that number one pick and their watermelon. Tony Finn, great stuff, Tony. Thanks, buddy. The Late Night Anger Management Class, the quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. The Kansas City Chiefs, 38. The Philadelphia Eagles, 35. Patrick Mahomes wins the most valuable player despite the fact that Jalen Hurts ran for three touchdowns and threw for another. It wasn't enough. KC gets it done. Um, the National Anthem went over. Color um, of the Gatorade, purple. And purple, that purple drank is uh, is the bomb, man. I'm a big fan of purple Gatorade, actually. I like the G2 purple. Uh, you know, I don't know what it is. I like the one of the, the Gatorades that they never have in stores. Like they, The one that I really like is the Fruit Punch one, but not the normal Fruit Punch one. The other, the newer one. I think it's the G2 or whatever. It's less. I don't know what it is, what the difference is. But nevertheless, so it was purple. Purple was 10 to 1. Purple was 10 to 1. And the National Anthem, great job by that uh, Chris Stapleton. Great job uh, with the National Anthem. Very uh, soulful. Rihanna's performance is sort of hit or miss. Some people thought it was awesome. Some people thought it was terrible. I didn't think it was either. I didn't think it was awesome, but I didn't think it was terrible. I think she played it safe. She delivered. I guess she just had a baby or something. Um, it was pretty cool. Like, when she started off, like, you know, comes down from, you know, she's up there. She, that was super high. That stadium's not like that. She, that's like crazy stuff that she agreed to do that. But it never took that next level, right? It opened up, and it's cool. It was cool. It was too dark. Like, it was this dark theme with the dancers. And it was, you know, it was as much of the dancers. It was her. It just never had that next level. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't, you know, it wasn't one for the ages. Mo Khan joined us earlier. He said it was his, quote, awful. Um, like I said, it seemed to be hit or miss. Uh, we've already got odds up uh, for next year uh, as far as the Super Bowl is concerned. Kansas City are 6-1. The Bills are plus 850. San Francisco 9-1. The Eagles are 9-1. Usual suspects. A lot of talk about the, um, the defensive holding penalty. For anybody that is out of it right now, and I know people are riding in Philadelphia. We'll get you caught up to date with that. But... Bradbury said after the game that he held him. He said, "Yes, I grabbed his jersey. I was hoping they would let it slide. It was too. It was too obvious. If he would have done it to a guy that wasn't the ball thrown to, okay. It was thrown to Schuster. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, steps up and in next. This is Sports Rage." SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. See the pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of us, but everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. Super Bowl edition. Let's bring in Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, to get his thoughts on the big game. Babano, always a pleasure. What did you think of Super Bowl 57? It was a great game, and it was going to be, I think, one of the better Super Bowls that I've that I've seen in my lifetime, and it probably still is, to be quite honest, Gabe. It was a phenomenal game. I mean, it was back and forth. It was punch, counter punch. Uh, it was a team that uh, the Philadelphia Eagles did their thing in the first quarter in the first half, and I kind of thought they'd have a strong start. And, uh, you know, one of the props I had was first drive Philadelphia would be a touchdown. They did it again for the third straight playoff game, opening drive touchdown. Uh, but it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And the Kansas City Chiefs showed that championship pedigree, that championship medal, because to me, they showed resilience. Patrick Mahomes' ankle at the end of the half. We were worried, oh, did he re-aggravate it? Second half, no problem. He's fine. He's battling through it. And to me, the Chiefs' second half performances and adjustments on both sides of the football were impeccable. Okay? What things weren't working in the first half, the things that weren't working, they adjusted them. The defense was much better. And the offense could not be stopped. I mean, the Eagles' defense was doing a decent job in the first half. And Kansas City's going up and down the field putting points on the board in every drive in the second half. you got to give the Chiefs credit. You got to give the coaching staff a lot of credit. I just hate that the game is left now to, for people to, whether it right or wrong, there's now a gray area at the end of the game in terms of that penalty call. And the Chiefs definitely still could have won that game without that penalty call. But that call being made at that time of the game, for as marginal as it was, it leaves it open for discussion among the public forum for this entire week where we dissect this game. Yeah, but that it was. What holding. if this call wasn't made? And that, so that's why- unfortunate. Why would they let him get away with holding? Because it's late in the Super Bowl, so they're allowed to hold and not allow KC to get a first down? I don't understand that. It was yeah. holding. It was holding. It, it was. was. It was the slightest of holds, in my opinion. What do you mean slightest? He grabbed his jersey and impeded his progress, and he didn't get to – he he got held to where the ball was going. He was going to catch the ball, and he didn't because he got held. I mean, he got held. Well, there was also a what I thought was a hold in the first quarter or a grab on – Smith-Schuster actually should have gone against Philadelphia that penalty early in the first quarter. That was about as marginal as that call at the end of the fourth quarter, and it wasn't called. They let it go. So it was inconsistency from the officiating. Now, again, this is not— The officiating was fine. The officiating was fine in this game. The, the, The problem with the game, if there was anything, was the actual field. It's too bad 
that the biggest game of the year and people's careers and legacies are on the line. And it was basically a skating rink because they painted the field and it was still slippery. I don't know, understand how this wasn't rectified and the Kansas City Chiefs warned them about it and told them about it. It's already known as a slippery field as it is. And the NFL with the logos and they actually wanted to look so good. They painted it. They painted the field. So, and you can see the results. Now, Philadelphia seemed to slip more than Kansas City did. And for whatever reason, it was interesting that they state they stated that Philadelphia changed their cleats at the half because they were flying all over the place. They fell a lot. And Kansas yeah. City did not change their cleats for whatever reason. But as far as, you know, you know to me, that's Philadelphia Eagle fan. If you're a Eagle fan, you want to hang on to that, fine. You know, put it this way. Teams that had a double-digit lead in the Super Bowl were 26-1, and one, all right? So you had a double-digit lead. You allowed it to happen. Would you have scored late? Maybe. Maybe. And maybe the game would have went to overtime. But it didn't. It is what it is. But I'm not buying in. And as I stated earlier, I find it comical that the Eagle fan is crying about this when so much went their way. San Francisco didn't have any quarterbacks. Devontae Smith never even caught that ball, the first bomb against uh, San Francisco. But to me, the refs didn't. It was holding. I tweeted the picture out. Um, you've got many NFL players saying it is holding. Like, you know what I mean? And I've noticed, you know, Eli Apple said it wasn't. A defensive back. <laughs> like, Okay, Eli. But it is holding, Babano. It's holding. It is. It's a it's a minuscule hold, uh, but there there was a it's just I, I then if that's a hold so is Smith Schuster in the first quarter and they let that go yeah but that's who cares about the yeah. first quarter battle it's one play in the first quarter of a football game like so I don't understand like so what is the defense supposed to be well, allowed to do whatever they want to do decides the football well that decides it but it puts Kansas City in prime position to bleed the clock down and kick the field goal with very few seconds left and leave Philly with squadoosh in terms of being able to get he the ball got back beat. or do anything he got beat on the play. Yeah, that's why he held him. He was beat on the play. Schuster was going to catch the football. And on the first quarter, but he was held. He was grabbed. No, I'm and not talking about the call. first quarter. I don't care about the first quarter, Babano. Who cares about a freaking first quarter penalty call or non-call? Who cares? The call that everyone's about crying about. We should care because that was a hold in the first quarter. And that was consistency, call. Babano, the refereeing was fine in this game. I don't yeah. know what the hell you're talking about. Consistency. It wasn't like the refs were all over the place. No. The refs were fine. They called holding late in the game. I don't know what like you're freaking out about. I don't. I don't no, get it about I'm consistency. Not out. Oh no, I'm not in the camp. I'm not in the Philly got screwed camp. I, I want to make that 100. You're talking clear. about a miss hold call yeah. in the first quarter battle. Who cares? Yeah, but it was very similar to what we saw in the fourth and, and on that final. But the point. The point is, I'm not trying. I'm not Philly got screwed person. I'm not. We Kansas City came back and won the football game, and they made. They were great in the second half. They, their offense, whatever they decided to do in the second half, whatever changes they made, it worked. Philly couldn't stop them. It was up and down the field the entire second half from the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Patrick Mahomes with that huge run. And I made the funny joke on Twitter. Yeah, perk trick, perk trick Mahomes with that great run. Yeah, with, we don't know what he had in his system uh, at halftime to uh, get that ankle to settle down. But regardless, uh, it was a great run. Uh, put them in position. They put the drive together. Remember, Philly had all the momentum. You know, Philly got that 35-35 touchdown. They got the two-point conversion. And here's Philly, another chance to get a stop, and they couldn't. So I can't I – can't, while I'm questioning the call, I am not going to be there and say to myself, Philly lost the game because of that call. I can't say that. I won't say that. That's not right. Kansas City deserves the credit for a great second half, outplaying, outcoaching, outadjusting the Eagles. Simple. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, joining us. It was a classic game. It was a great Super Bowl. 
it was going to be a game that kind of whoever had the ball last uh, wins. And, you know, it was a great Philadelphia. game. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Jalen Hurts was awesome, man. The guy ran for three touchdowns. He threw for a touchdown. He did everything that they could possibly do. And the game pretty much went, if you look, what everybody said, you know, coming in, or at least what I was saying, everyone's saying, well, Philadelphia are going to be way too good for them. Philadelphia are the better team and all this, was that, yeah, Philadelphia might have a deeper roster, but the best player on the field is on Kansas City. And when you have a quarterback that good, he can will you to victory. And they just stepped up. You know what I mean? They just stepped up. Philadelphia made a bunch of plays in this game. Kansas City made bigger plays. In the game, Tony's punt return. Um, let's yep. not, you know what I mean? Was it the referee's fault that Jalen Hurts dropped the ball and fumbled the ball? Yeah, I mean, that, come on, yep. man. Like, you know I mean, come the on, Eagle the fan. Chiefs defense credit for making a play there, exactly. Yeah, like, uh, and, they and, just made enough plays, you know what I mean? The Eagles made plays in the first half of Bano, but in the second half, the Chiefs made plays. Chiefs made more plays, and especially a lot more plays uh, in the second half, and that ended up being a huge difference maker in the end. There is one major part of my thought process, breaking down the matchups. I thought the Philly would have success offensively against Kansas City. They did. That part we got right, yeah. and that's why I like the over. And I know you were on the over as well. And obviously— No, we said—I didn't think either, as good as the defense— you know I mean, this and that, I said neither neither defense going to be able to stop anyone. Yeah. We're seeing Babano in the modern era. It's an offensive world, man, right? These offenses are so good, they're going to score. And the, the thing that I got that surprised me and that I got wrong, and I'm okay admitting it because we're not always going to get everything right— is that I thought the Philly defensive line would be a little too much to handle for Kansas City. And that pass rush, which was so they wicked against the Giants and the Niners. No sacks. They couldn't stop the run. Pacheco was running right up the gut all night against them. I couldn't find that Philadelphia Eagles defensive line with a telescope on the football field tonight. Where were they? Where the hell were they? I didn't see them. I saw them in, in, in Jersey. I saw them in body. I didn't see them in performance. I didn't see them in execution. They were they were well, they very bad tonight. They were just outplayed at the line of scrimmage. They weren't playing the JUCO squad in the cupcake schedule anymore. But, you know, let's just call it out for you know San Francisco didn't have a quarterback. Philadelphia were really really good, but they weren't this like sort of oh nobody can beat them good type of team. Great team, great game. Not trying to you know what I mean. Listen, they could have won a game. That right, was their Achilles heel tonight. That D line. If I had to single out one area of why Philly lost this game, and it's not the call at the end of the game, it's the defensive line. But they dominated the, the game. Bad. They dominated the game to a certain extent, but it goes to prove, though, it's not just about stats. You know what I mean? There's an intangible to sports that the analytics guys just don't get, and they'll never get. More with the battle on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We, me and Babano, were discussing the penalty, a little bit of a debate uh, going on. And, you know, Babano, if that's the first quarter, second quarter, you don't call it, right? I almost think, actually, because people think, oh, you can't call that in that spot. But I almost think it's the opposite. You almost have to call it in that spot. Like, you, put it this way. You're a hockey guy. So, let's say that happened, Babano. That, imagine the same play happened, sort of, like, let's call it tripping, though, okay? And then someone trips someone, but they do it sort of, you know, around like the other teams, like around their own blue line or, you know, around center ice. And it's, that didn't affect the play. You know what I'm saying? And it's, all right, it's the middle of the game. It didn't affect the play. And yeah, I could call it, but it wasn't egregious. So who cares? I'm going to let it go. But what if someone trips you when there's three minutes left in a tie game and you're a couple of feet in front of the, you know, in, in a net? And it's like, well, he kind of wasn't blatant, but he kind of did. You got to, you know, in my opinion, like I said, I'm not an Eagle fan. I'm not a Chief fan, bro. You know what I mean? I had a lot of money on the over. I had Chiefs plus seven. Whatever was going to happen was going to happen. I call it like it is. I honestly, I personally think, uh, uh, Babano, too, I think that the Eagles got away with it, that there wasn't two returns for touchdowns. I thought he caught the ball, Babano. Like, no, he didn't take the old, like, steps, but he caught it, turned around, and got smoked. I, you know, I thought they got away with that one. Like, you know what I mean? The Eagle fan ain't crying about that. You know what I'm saying? It goes both ways. It, they're calls. It happens. You got to win the game. You got to win the game, and you got to win the second half, and more importantly, you've got to win the fourth quarter. And, and you've got to make those critical plays in the fourth quarter to win the football game. And Kansas City did. Made more of them than Philadelphia did. Uh, and they outscored that, them 24-11 in, in, in the uh, second half of battles. Pretty dominant. It was. It was a great. They had the one touchdown, thanks, set up by the big bomb to a De- Devontae Smith down the sideline that set up the one touchdown Philadelphia had in the second half. Other than that, you know, that was the all they did offensively. And Kansas City was scoring on every possession. I also, and I, we were talking off air about this, I have to give a lot of credit. We know he's been in a lot of big games. He's had to prepare his defenses for big, tough matchups. And this was as tough as it gets a team that can run the ball, a great quarterback that can throw it and run it himself. And what Steve Spagnuolo did with that defense in the second half deserves praise because he brought extra blitzes, extra pressures. He was bringing pressures from the linebackers. There were safeties that were starting to blitz, and that wasn't happening in the first half. But he saw, you know what, we just got to dial it up a little bit more, and we've got to bring pressures from areas that the Eagles don't see it coming, where they don't have someone there ready to block. And that happened multiple times, and it got Jalen Hurts so flushed out of the pocket, all he could do multiple times in that second half was throw it away, out of bounds, which we weren't seeing in the first half for the Eagles against that Chiefs defense. That is a veteran D.C., been around the block, knows a thing or two about how to make changes when things aren't working. Steve Spagnuolo, hell of a job. Well, people tuned into the show, Babano. I talked about him all week leading into this. He's been in Super Bowls before. KC have one of these defenses that, yeah, you're going to score points on them, but they're going to make a play when they have to, right? They're they're a very, you know, modern team. So like the Golden State Warriors in a way. Like, yeah, you know, the Warriors might give up 120 points in a game, but somehow, like, they're good on defense when they had, like, somehow still. And that's sort of KC. But, you know, Spags is just, you know, the guy's a genius. He's not a great head coach, right? But he is, 
He's just born to be an offensive coordinator and kick back and just come up with schemes. And I talked about it a lot, Pabano, you know, being on media row and hearing everything and talking to people, but I just soaked up everything I get. I always like to hear when other quarterbacks are talking and athletes talk. And Trevor Lawrence did an interview, and uh, not with me, but with, um, I don't know, I think it was uh, ESPN or the NFL. And that guy. It was ESPN, I believe. And um, what he talked about, he goes, he picked Kansas City to win the game, and he said Kansas City's defense is better than people give him credit for. And Trevor Lawrence is a smart quarterback, right? But Bano, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the guy was hyped up as one of the best quarterbacks ever coming into the National Football League, a high football IQ. And you could argue, you know, a higher football IQ than Jalen even, and Jalen's an awesome quarterback. And although Jalen's got a high football IQ too, but I'm just saying that, you know, Trevor's a stud. And Trevor Lawrence said that Spagnola did, does a lot of things that really confused him. He said, you know, they do different things that you don't see on tape and they, they, you think, you know, one play, they drop guys back that you think they're going to blitz and they don't. Then they blitz and then they're in a man coverage. Like, they really mix it up, he was talking about. And he admitted, he goes, it was confusing. And he said they were throwing a lot of looks at us that we never saw on tape before from them. And I talked about that with them fighting away just enough, but battle. You're not going to stop Jalen. Jalen racked up a ton of stats tonight, but they did just enough, as you stated, to you know, make him run, make him throw it out of bounds, make him throw it earlier than he wanted to. They just did enough of battle. They didn't shut him down, but they did enough. They got the key stops when they needed them. Yeah, when they had to have them. And critical moments in the game to swing momentum. You know, they were able to get those moments on the defensive side of the football, especially, as I mentioned, in the second half. And that made a huge difference. And just those extra one or two stops, and it was enough for the offense, which just was churning in the second half, could not be stopped, was in a great rhythm, and it allowed them to erase that deficit, come back and win that football game. And it was perfectly done at the end of the game. You know, enough with the call. You know, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. But they executed that perfectly. It was great. Jarek McKinnon, I know people are frustrated if they had the McKinnon touchdown prop that he slid down inside the five-yard line, but he made the right call from a game and clock management perspective. You get that clock down, you know, and get it to fourth down with, what, 15 seconds left like they did, and you kick the field goal, and you leave the Eagles barely any time to do anything. The only thing they could do was heave the ball, and, of course, it fell incomplete, and the ball game's over. It was great. That's a heads-up play by McKinnon. The McKinnon touchdown score prop betters are not going to want to hear me say that, but what he did at the end sliding down short of the goal line was the right move, knowing the Eagles only had the one timeout left. You know, that was one of my losses. I really crushed it tonight, but bad. But one of my losses was McKinnon, long rush, nine and a half. And he finally popped a big one. And yeah, imagine going down when you could win the Super Bowl. I hate that, though. I was actually thinking, Babato, when they did it, I'm like, man, you're, you're, you're leaving too much time on the clock still. But okay, it worked out. And they do it. But I get it. Give it the ball back to Philadelphia. They might have scored. I thought, man, they might score on the Hail Mary uh, at the end <laughs> of the game. <laughs> so football, football, NFL season's done, Babato, but. The party continues next week with the XFL. I've got some research and some homework to do. Past couple of weeks, it was Super Bowl uh, research. It was Super Bowl homework with all the props yep. and everything. Now it's time to dig in and um, you know study the rosters of these XFL teams and get ready for XFL week one. Yeah, I've done a, just a little preliminary reading. Uh, Wednesday night when I'm on with you and Cam, uh, I'm thinking we do a nice um, – that we'll, we'll, we'll do a really good XFL preview. We'll do a season preview. We'll do a week one preview. Wednesday night on the show with you and Cam, we will do our, a nice XFL preview. Uh, I'll be ready to go. I'll have uh, full I'll have every game next week handicapped already, and we'll give the viewers and the listeners a hell of a breakdown and preview, and we'll get p- people to be aware of the coaches, the quarterbacks, the personnel, 
what kind of systems, what kind of schemes they're going to be running. Are they going to be a no-huddle offense? Are they going to look to run the football more? We're going to dive into all that the next few days. And Wednesday night, if you tune into Sports Rage late night, uh, I'll be ready and locked and loaded with a big-time XFL preview, and we'll get you ready for not only the season but week one. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, kicking it uh, with us. I am Gable Morency. This is Sports Rage. All right, Babano, we got a couple of minutes before we get you out of here. We always appreciate your time. NHL hockey, Monday night, Calgary at Ottawa, Arizona at Nashville, Florida at Minnesota, Detroit in the VNC to take on a a Vancouver Canuck team. It's been pretty spirited since uh, Rick Tockett has taken over. But let's jump in and see what you think about some of these overnight uh, numbers and uh, lines. The Calgary Flames are minus 142 road favorites in the Canadian capital of Ottawa. The total is six and a half, Babano. Yeah, I mean, Calgary with a uh, much-needed win against Buffalo where they were down 2 nothing and people were panicking, but they actually uh, dominated Buffalo in the first period, too. It's just that a couple of shots Buffalo had went in, and Calgary was not able to bury any of their, what, 12 shots in the first, but then the floodgates opened, and they, they were full marks for that dominant blowout win against Buffalo. They were the much better team. Can they carry this over, though? One thing we've had an issue with with Calgary lately is these performances where they put one good game on the board and they can't follow it up. Ottawa definitely has issues, though. They lost Anton Forsberg, torn MCLs in both knees. He's out indefinitely, probably for the season, which means it's got to be Cam Talbot in net, and he's had a very, very disappointing season uh, for the Ottawa Senators, and that's concerning to me. So, you know, I've been burned before trying to say Calgary won their last game. They look good. They'll look good again. They've often floundered and fell backward again, but it's hard for me to back Ottawa right now. It really is uh, with Talbot in net. He's really struggled. He's been fighting the puck. They gave up six and a loss to Edmonton. It should be a Calgary win, but do you want to lay a buck 45? I'm not crazy about it, but I lean Calgary. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano with us. All right, Babano, we got about a minute left. What NHL game catches your eye the most? I like Florida against Minnesota. Uh, I'm not buying that Minnesota's back on track with the win against New Jersey. They're struggling still. Uh, Florida has played better since the break. Uh, going on the road's the question with them, but I think they can win that game against Minnesota. Remember, they beat Tampa. Uh, they had the win against San. They almost beat Colorado uh, as well in their last game. They're playing better. Uh, Florida to even money. I'm interested. I'm interested in Vancouver. Actually, it's a tough travel spot. It is. They had the road trip. They're back home off that long Eastern trip, but they lost to Detroit Saturday. Now they're playing them at home again in the ring. And don't forget, Detroit's got to fly back to Vancouver too. So I like the Canucks. And how do you not take another Vancouver over? I mean, even with Rick Dockett, it just keeps going over. I'm taking Buffalo. Live dog against L.A. L.A. beat Pittsburgh. They blew them out. They shut them out. Dustin Brown night. They hung his banner up. They had a statue outside of Crypto Arena. It could be a letdown spot for the Kings. Buffalo embarrassed by Calgary. Don't be shocked. Buffalo as a road dog has been very good. Beating good teams as a road dog lately. I think Buffalo could be live. You know, since Rick Tockett has taken over the Vancouver Canucks, seven games of battle, not one of them has gone under. We got five overs, and there were a couple of pushes. Um, they, you know, they're a good offensive team, the Vancouver Canucks. In the first period, you're right. I mean, it's just been money, uh, cash machine, Vancouver overs. 30 and 16, guys. 30 and 16 to the over on the season this year, the Vancouver Canucks are. The late night anger management class, aka Babano, will rejoin us. Ian Cameron on Wednesday will break down the XFL, some NHL, NBA, college basketball, and more. Babano, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Super Bowl, the NFL season is over, but life goes on. There's still money to be made. We'll talk to you Wednesday. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Thank your rage. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This lady says I'm an artist. You? An artist? Your husband's work is what we call outsider art. It could be by a mental patient or a hillbilly or a chimpanzee. The Late Night Anger Management Classes is Portrait. I am Gable Moranzi. We wrap up uh, one of the um, one of the more entertaining and epic Super Bowls, actually. I think, you know, we sort of need a little bit of time to uh, to let it soak in and look back on, you know, the game and compare this Super Bowl to past games and other Super Bowls. But the Super Bowls have been pretty good as of late. Like, you know, many years ago, the Super Bowls were always blowouts. Right? Like, they, you know, and it was sort of you just expected. It used to be like... I don't know. Well, let's just hope it's not a blowout. It was like one of those deals. I want to read off and go through um, some of the scores of past years. But in recent, recent years, the National Football League, these teams are extremely evenly matched. And, you know, last year it was a close game. This year it was a close game. This year, 38-35. Last year, 23-20. So two consecutive years, the Super Bowl is decided by three points. Uh, or less, although this is another instance in which the point spread didn't matter. The underdog won the game, even though it was a small point spread, but the one the underdog won the game outright. But, you know, like, look, if you look and pass, so 38-35, this, this was a good Super Bowl. Last year was a good Super Bowl. Since I had the ball, they could have won the, the, the game late. The year before was 31-9. Kansas City offensive line fell apart. They got punched in the mouth. The year before that, 31-20, Kansas City and San Francisco, it's a little deceptive. Like, they were down, man, by like 10 with like 10 minutes left. And it was just a million points late. It was actually a wild, pretty cool game. It wasn't a classic. Like, going back, okay, let's rank them. This Super Bowl was better than last year's Super Bowl. Last year's Super Bowl was a close game, but it was kind of boring. Like, it wasn't great. Right? So, this Super Bowl was better than last year. This Super Bowl was better than the year before, 31-9. This Super Bowl was better 
than the Kansas City-San Francisco game was. This Super Bowl was the best one since, I tell you what, the last time Philadelphia was in the Super Bowl. The Philadelphia-New England Super Bowl was good. It was pretty wild. It was high scoring. There were trick plays, and it was a wild game. That was a good game. I think this one was probably better. I think that was a good game. I think it was better. New England-Atlanta was a classic, right? This didn't go to overtime. It wasn't a 28-3 lead blown. Sorry, Matthias, but that one's ranked higher, but this one's right there. This one's sort of, you know, so going back here, I'd have this two, actually. But I'll give, I'll say New England-Atlanta was better. Denver-Carolina sucked. New England-Seattle was pretty good and pretty wild. You know, of course, they turned the ball over on the one-yard line. So we have three sort of really good ones there. Seattle-Denver sucked. Baltimore-San Francisco was a freaking classic. That's what this game reminded me of, without the power failure. That's what this game was. Similar score, 38-35, 34-31. lot of drama. Wasn't decided till late. San Francisco could have won the game, but they didn't score, even though they had, like, first and goal from the four or whatever. Pretty frustrating. I lost a lot of money that day. I won a lot of money tonight, though. I pretty much won tonight what I lost that day, actually, um, ironically enough. Took me eight years to get it back. <laughs> uh, that was a really good game. The one before that, New England, and uh, that was good. Pittsburgh, Green Bay was good. New Orleans, Indianapolis was kind of crap. Pittsburgh, Arizona was really good. This one ranks up there. This is like really one of the better Super Bowls. It was a great, great game. It was a really great game. Even though they lost, even though they lost, Jalen Hurts is going to make a lot of money, right? He ran for three touchdowns. He threw. It wasn't, you know what I mean? He did everything he could do. Yeah, he turned the ball over. And it was a costly, you know, scoop and score. But that's going to happen, right? When you make as many plays as you do, sometimes, you know, stuff's going to happen and it's going to backfire, and it did. But, you know, he played awesome. And, you know, it's tough for Philadelphia now, actually, because they didn't win the Super Bowl. Yet they're going to have to pay him like he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like what's different than if he would have won. Like, what, he gets $50 million instead of $48 million? You know what I mean? Like, a lot of guys haven't won. Kyler Murray didn't win. He got $250 million. Lamar Jackson's never won. He got $250 million. He wants $250 million. He's probably going to get it. Uh, or Deshaun Watson, I should say. Lamar's up for money now, but Lamar's going to get paid. Um, you know, like, all these guys have gotten paid. They haven't won a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts just had, you know, played well in the Super Bowl. He's going to get paid, but it sucks. You wish that you are. At least you got a Super Bowl out of it. Because no guarantees Philadelphia is going to be back as good as they are. Everything needs to fall into place. They might have beaten San Francisco anyways, but San Francisco, that will, you know, they got a free pass in that game. You got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. And Kansas City really weren't lucky. You know, they had a beneficial call go their way, but they beat Cincinnati. Buffalo fell apart. Like, everything just sort of fell into place. You need other teams to fall apart around you. I, you know, you look at a lot of any 10 championship. And you'd always say, well, you know, they, you know, they kind of got lucky here. That happened. I'll never forget when Virginia won the championship. Right? Remember one year they got bounced. They were the first one seed to ever lose in, in March Madness. And the next year they won the tournament. And the year they won the tournament, like, dude, like every game, man, like, you know, was 0.2 seconds left. They would get the call. The ball it was like five minutes to see where the ball went off of. And it went their way. Like everything went their way. 
Uh, you just need, like, I remember Michigan winning, going back a ways against Seton Hall in 89 in college basketball. Same thing. They got, like, there was a gratuitous call that went against Seton Hall. Michigan took advantage of the free throw. It was just sort of in every game, the ball rolled Michigan's way. When the Raptors won the title, everything went their way, right? Like, shot, Kawhi Leonard shot against the Sixers. The shot, like, it rolled around, it bounced around, it goes in. If it doesn't, the game goes to overtime, they might have lost, and they never advanced. That was game seven. They were, you know, it wasn't like it was gifted to them, but the Raptors got lucky that Golden State got hurt in the finals. Now, it should be noted, right? Everyone was like, oh, it wasn't fair the Raptors got gifted the title. Yet, it was funny because when Durant was out against the Blazers, nobody said anything, and they swept the Blazers in, in the Western Conference Finals, 4 nothing. People said, oh, they're actually better without Durant. And because the Raptors beat them, oh, well, Durant is hurt, right? And then Clay Thompson got hurt, but that's the way it goes. That's 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 sports, right? That's sports. Players get hurt, you know. And like, okay, referee's gonna make calls. It is uh, it is what it is. Classic Super Bowl, Matthias. What did you think of the Super Bowl? Did you find it entertaining? You're not a fan of either team, neither am I. But I was, my heart was pumping late in the game. I was like, oh wow, how's this gonna play out? What's gonna happen? It was intense. I thought it was a great game. Gabe had a great time with the Super Bowl. Uh, great start with that Jalen Hurts first touchdown of the game. Really got me going. But at the end of the day, I bet I, I bet the Eagles, and it was a bad bet because I lost. Man, I, I was pretty bummed. I was hoping they wouldn't throw that flag at the end of the game. They did. It was well-deserved. He held. Uh, congratulations to the Chiefs. But at the end of the day, great, great, great game. Uh, still unbelievable how, how the Chiefs scored on every single possession in the second half after so much talk about the Philadelphia Eagles defense and how they were going to take them to victory this week. Uh, what a stamp on a, on a great Super Bowl for the Chiefs to, to do that uh, in the second half. You know, it, that's difficult to do, Gabe. This is, these are professional sports. You're not supposed to score every time in big games. Took advantage of every time they had the ball. I brought it up earlier. The Buffalo Bills set a Super Bowl record at the time, Matthias, when they lost to the New York Giants years ago when Norwood missed the field goal. They only had the ball for 19 minutes in a game. They got really like the the Giants just kept running the ball and getting first downs, but like and really, really taking forever to do it. You know what I mean? Like if they needed four, they got five. <laughs> if they needed eight, they got nine. Like if they needed two, they got three. Like they never had big plays, but they kept on getting first downs on third down and and the Bills only had the ball for nineteen minutes and they scored nineteen points in the nineteen minutes. And then they ended up missing a field goal. It's very difficult. That's the thing. That, like There was a lot of pressure on Mahomes when you're on the sidelines for as long as you are, knowing that's the whole thing. Okay, they took forever. They went down the field and they scored, but we've got to do it now. But we, we, you know, we've got to do in limited possessions. There's an interesting question now. Uh, StatMuse posted. Who is, um, who is the Patrick Mahomes of the NBA? And I think it's a pretty clear cut. Like, I'd ask you, I'd say me personally, it's Steph Curry. He's 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 very similar to Steph Curry. They're likable. Um, they're dominant. They're young. They, you know what I mean? They took over. They sort of revolutionized their, their sport. To me, if you were going to compare, people are saying LeBron. No, I'm saying I say Steph Curry. I'm going to say, I would say Steph Curry's a perfect, you know, perfect analogy if we want to talk about uh, Patrick Mahomes. 
uh, who the Patrick Mahomes of the NBA is, but Patrick Mahomes is special. And Joe Ranieri, I'll give Joe Ranieri credit for this. I remember years ago when we were doing the show in New York City, and me and Joe were uh, doing a morning show. I remember, you know, he, Joe said, and we didn't get in an argument about it. I was sort of fascinated by the debate of it. And Joe was adamant about it, that the quarterback makes the wide receiver. The wide receiver doesn't make the quarterback. That if you have a great, you know what I mean? That it's true. If you look, if you have a, there's a lot of good wide receivers out there, but a quarterback sucks. How good is DeAndre Hopkins if Colt McCoy's the quarterback? And DeAndre Hopkins is awesome, but he needs someone to throw him the football. And Patrick Mahomes showed this. Well, Aaron Rodgers cried about his rookie wide receivers. Mahomes made it work with, you know, with Smith Schuster. He made it work with Sky Moore. He made it work with McKinnon. He just made it work with the players that he had. He didn't complain. Oh, you know, Pacheco's a rookie. Oh, um, you know, look, and we talk, how about our boy Marcus Kent, Matthias? we got to get him on when the celebration uh, settles in after the parade and stuff. Maybe the day after the parade later in the week. But how about him contributing when he came into the football game against Cincinnati like he did? As I talked about, Chad Henney coming into that game against Jacksonville. Everybody on Kansas City really contributed. So uh, shout out to our boy Marcus Kemp for getting this Super Bowl ring and uh, being part of this, which is, you know, something special. You know, Bucker making the kicks. He missed the field goal tonight, but making the big kicks in the playoffs that he did. And the coaching staff. Like I said, a real team effort by KC. And they're not like the thing with KC is they're, they're, they've showed they got young guys, right? Like when, when, when Mahomes is so good before. Mahomes is so, you know, was so good they could win because he was on the rookie deal and stuff, and they could surround him with a bunch of talent. Now he's so good he can win, and they can surround him with a bunch of rookies who aren't making a lot of money. Like they, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty scary actually, because Sky Moore is only going to get better, right? He hasn't really found his footing yet in the National Football League. I thought Kelsey wasn't losing a step, but I thought, you know, maybe at some point this guy's going to become stoppable, but he, he isn't. Although we should note, he actually stayed under the six and a half reception somehow. He went over yards. He scored the touchdown. So as we stated when we played all three, we said, listen, if you play all three of those, you're going to go uh, at least two and one. And uh, that's what happened. Classic Super Bowl. Already looking forward to next year's Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Hopefully the Buffalo Bills can finally make it. Um, finally make it one of these years. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Arancy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Well, that's a wrap. And if it's not enough either, actually, for I actually feel for Philadelphia fan, not really, I do. For I feel for the Rageaholics. You guys, you know what I mean? I hear your favorite team lost and stuff. Because you would have been arrogant, not you guys, you know what I mean? But, like, as a whole and all the Eagles. And think about all the smack talk leading into this. All the Eagles are so good. and oh, There's no way they're going to lose to Kansas City. And all this. But they lost. The Phillies lost in the World Series. Phillies lost in the World Series. And uh, now the Eagles lose. I don't know. If the if the Sixers make it to the finals, I'm taking whoever's in the West right? <laughs> at this point. Uh, but, hey, the Eagles got their Super Bowl a couple of years ago. It was a great season. It was a hell of a, you know, listen, they laid it on the line, man. They lost to a great team, 38-35, and a freaking classic. So the NFL draft is April 27th. How many days is it until um, uh, April 27th? So that's the next thing. And I'm just saying, it's going to suck for people. And listen, I'm a Bills fan, so KC have terrorized me too. But now we're going to have to uh, deal with this. And, you know, and hear about Kansas City. And now the NFL draft is going to be in Kansas City. So it's just going to be more, like, uh, more Kansas City. But we are 74 days away from the National Football League draft. It's not that far. And as we threw it out there, why not throw it out there now again? Jalen Carter, 5-1. to one. If they don't trade the pick, I think it'll end up being Jalen Carter. Listen, Will Anderson is great from Alabama. And he's going to be a big-time top-five pick, too. But... Jalen Carter has sort of established himself as you know that guy. He's massive. He's a he's a he's a game changer, and you know he can be an impactful football player. So can Anderson, but Jalen Carter's just so freaking big that I don't see how the um, they won't pull the trigger on him if um, if they hang on to the pick. And I'm not really sure other teams need to trade up. Houston don't, right? Houston have the second pick. They can get a quarterback. Give me the Texas Longhorns on the money line. Let's not play around with the spread. I'll play a little bit on the spread, too, but let's hammer the money line big. Minus 170 before it climbs overnight. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.